Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things where you're streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app, and we hope you know that you can always find us, too, on that local Super Talk Mississippi radio station, and you can watch us. We are on your computer, even your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And local businesses helping local schools, well, that's a good thing that we can all get behind. And today we get to hear about how a South how South Mississippi Smiles is putting smiles on student and teacher faces at Central Elementary School in Pascagoula. Ginger Christian with South Mississippi Smiles is joining us along with Angela Birch. She is the principal at the elementary school. Hi, ladies. Hi, Rebecca. Hello. It's good to have you back on, Ginger. We actually first talked about this, I think, back in October, early October. You guys with South Mississippi Smiles um, was gearing up to present $3,000 to a school who won with your Caring for Community. So set that stage for us again. Take us back, Ginger. How did all of this get started? Well, we started off with nine schools, and by public vote, it was narrowed down to a school, Central Elementary in Pascagoula, and I can't think of a more deserving school. They've been A-rated since 2019. They collected the most votes, and I'm very much looking forward to letting you know how they're going to be spending that $3,000. Which is provided by South Mississippi Smiles through your Caring for Community, I guess, project, or I guess you think of them as scholarships. When did you guys get this started? What year are we in and giving out money to schools to help them however they see fit? This is actually our first year doing it with schools. We've traditionally done it through nonprofits, but we had the idea this year to reach it out even further. Our Caring for Community program, um, we've given out $11,000 so far to different nonprofits and now to uh, $3,000 to Central Elementary School. And we love to reach back out to the community in all these different ways through donations, through dental education, and now by giving funds straight to deserving schools such as Central Elementary. Well, first off, congratulations, Angela. This is exciting to bring this kind of opportunity to your school. And second would be, how did you guys hear about the Caring for Community? When did you get the word that maybe you should put in to get your school a little checky check to do some good with? Well, actually, um, through social media, um, we heard about the contest, and so we got our families and um, parents involved and encouraged them to vote every single day, and they rose to that occasion, and we were able to pull off a win. So what have, do the kids know you guys have won? You've been presented the check, correct? 
Yes, we had a huge celebration um, when we announced our rating for the school year. We had an A um, accountability rally. And so South Mississippi, Smiles, Ginger, and a couple of her coworkers came, and they were a part of that celebration. And uh, during that time, they presented the check to our school. So we were super excited to have them celebrate with us and even more excited to have some money that we could spend on our students. Well, and I think the cool part about this, Ginger, is you always gave the school sort of autonomy to figure out what would be best for them and their students. It wasn't just about, you know, giving money for something specific, because a lot of times grant funds come, you know, with red tape or One Direction. And so, Angela, was that sort of exciting, too, the fact that you guys could choose what it was that you wanted to do with the money? Yes, that was very exciting. Um, we're looking to um, support our students as well as our staff of uh, using the money. And uh, we will have another reveal um, of what we're going to do with that money on December 15th. So, Ginger, you get to go play Santa Claus, or will there actually be a Santa <laughs> Claus uh, that's coming to the school on the 15th? Central Elementary really knows how to throw a celebration because when we got that big checkout, uh, it was sequins, it was balloons, it was confetti, there was a DJ, and it was so much fun. And now we're coming out, Angela and I were discussing it before our call, uh, a pajama jam where all the students are going to be in pajamas, the teachers are going to be in pajamas, Santa's going to be showing up. And the discussions of what they're going to do with those funds, it sounds like most of it is coming from Santa. Well, that's so going to be a good time. very excited about that. That is very excited. When you think about 3000 you can think of it in two different ways. Well, one, I mean, it's 3000 and that you're grateful for whatever. But it can go fast because a lot of schools have a lot of different needs. But the other thing is schools are very resourceful. They're able to stretch a dollar whenever it's either given or sort of uh, provided to them in ways that we can't even imagine. So how far are you guys going to make that 3000 stretch, uh, Miss Angela, uh, there at your at your central elementary school? Well, um, so we're focused on two areas, one, our students, and two, our staff. So for our students, we're, of course, bringing in Santa, and um, there will be incentives for the students. There will be goodie bags. There will be uh, snacks for the students as well. And then for our staff, our focus is on social and emotional and wellness. And so we are uh, working on uh, renovating our teacher's lounge so that it has more of a zen type of a feel uh, so that we can better support our staff. I like that. Can we have a masseuse and maybe even like a little cappuccino <laughs> bar? I mean, you can ask me for all kinds of, uh, <laughs> I don't know, I'll spend that 3000 quick, uh, Miss Angela. But no, I love that because they work hard every day and they don't have very few places they can retreat. And that can be their one place to at least look forward to and get a little re- rejuvenation before hopping back into the class. Ginger, do you always get excited when you hear about what people are doing with the Caring for Communities money? I mean, people are so creative. I am clapping my hands and doing a giddy little dance. It's something we are so excited to have the opportunity to reach back out and give back to the communities that give to us. It's just it's amazing what they what they're doing with this. There's going to be you know pencils, erasers, timers, prize wheels. When she talked about the hot chocolate for the kids and, and and focusing on the staff as well, the staff you know, can help the students better 
when they have a place to, to take a moment for themselves. So everybody is being rewarded with this $3,000 donation, and, and they, they earned it. They did earn it. I love, you know, you can always tell a good school when there's the parent involvement and when the community and the parents and the teachers step up to vote for you, you know, like day after day and one of those things. And, you know, they all have the best interest, you know, what's going on during the school day um, at heart. You know, Angela, we talk a lot here on good things about supporting local businesses and, you know, our local dentists, those sort of fall into it. And a lot of local businesses support schools all over Mississippi, not just there in Pascagoula. How important is it for parents to maybe pay attention? to like who those sponsors are and then maybe giving, you know, choosing them or thinking wisely when they're spending their dollars within the community on where to go? I think it's very, very important. Um, And we try to promote um, all the business partnerships and local partnerships that we have so that our parents in the community are aware of uh, who supports our schools and who helps, you know, us reach our students. So, um, and we're just super proud of the parent involvement that we have here at Central Elementary. And Ginger, I don't think it's going to stop here, huh? Will y'all have another round of Caring for Communities in 2024? Yes, we'll be having a, uh, m- multiple rounds of caring for community, and you know we're going to continue to reach out to the community beyond those. You know, we do have the big checks, but beyond the big checks, uh, I'll be visiting Central Elementary for uh, Kids Dental Health Month in February, where I'll have a puppet show and story times, and that's something that we do for schools and nonprofits across the Gulf Coast to really emphasize to the children how important it is to brush twice a day, two minutes a day, floss, uh, but doing it in a fun way. So I have to say, Ginger, the last time you were here, you gave me the tip of with my four-year-old to turn on a song for the two minutes for her to brush her teeth, and it's been a game changer. She looks forward to the little songs on YouTube. We have increased our at least positivity around toothbrushing. So I wanted to thank you for that. Rebecca, that makes me so happy to hear. It's little things like that um, that make it not so so trying of an experience. So I'm really happy to hear that that made a difference. Now I'm overhearing it. I'm, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm tired of hearing the song. <laughs> but whatever gets her to brush her teeth is actually is really good. And uh, Angela, kudos to your fa- uh, to your family. Well, kudos to your family. I'm sure they're up to good. But kudos to your school family who has come together to make sure that this has happened. I hope you guys have the best time on um, December the 15th and those teachers really enjoy their updated uh, teachers lounge. I think it's it's all a good thing. Yes, yes, we're we're so excited and so grateful. And Ginger, if we're looking for a new dentist in the Pascagoula or South Mississippi area, how do we find South Mississippi Smiles? You can visit smsmiles.com. Uh, we're very active on Facebook, so you can send any questions there. Uh, and also on Instagram with SM Smiles, but you can actually make an appointment very easily on our website at smsmiles.com. But in Pascagoula, we're right across the street from the hospital, and in Gulfport, we're right next to the Highway 49 Walmart. So we're very easy to get to, and we only see kids. All righty. Well, thank you, ladies. Look forward to hearing the next Caring for Communities, Ginger. I appreciate your time, but you guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next.
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Back to good things. Don't forget you can watch us. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. Speaking of your computer, you can also join us on our Super Talk YouTube channel. There's a ton of content from Super Talk Mississippi on our YouTube channel. Just search Super Talk Mississippi on YouTube or go to supertalk.fm slash YouTube. Be sure to hit the subscribe button for free to get the latest scoop on what's happening in Mississippi news, politics, sports, and of course the good things happening right here in our state. Uh, Rhino and the rest do a great job of getting videos and all kinds of content uploaded on that daily. On the on the daily. Um, so it's a good place for you to be. Another good place for you to be is over on the Good Things Facebook group. We have a lot of fun there. Always posting positive and uplifting headlines uh, from around the state when I find those on my feed. And then also asking some fun questions. And today is one I think we all have in our home. And we probably all use them for similar but then very different reasons. And I'm talking about a good old-fashioned mason jar. And if you don't, now you're going to pay out of pocket for them. Big time deep pockets for them because the price of them have absolutely gone up. So don't get rid of them. If you've got mason jars, uh, keep them. Now, I'm sure they're probably still reasonable, but they have gone up considering to what they once uh, were uh, back in the day, as they would say. But I want to know, how do you use or what's your favorite use for a mason jar? Obviously, there's canning. You can tell us what your favorite thing to can in a mason jar is or eat from a mason jar that's been canned if you want to. 601-879-4395. But many of you also use these great little contraptions for other things besides just the canning. And so we want to hear all of your innovative ways to use a mason jar. So, Rhino, what is your go-to mason jar hack? Uh, The only mason jars in my entire apartment contain sweets and jams and jellies and stuff that were made by my dear sweet mother. And we're still going through the stock because she made... A lot of peach preserves and pear preserves and pear honey and and all that good stuff. So it's a way to reconnect with her and still get to taste some of her home cooking. But when I think of mason jars, I think of just glass jars in general with a lid. And I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. I don't have this at my place, but I've always found it fascinating when people reuse baby food jars in like a tool shed mm-hmm. because they'll, they'll screw the lid to the bottom of a shelf and then you'll put little nuts and bolts and then screw it in and boom, you got a little handy dandy organizer. Yeah, that's pretty cool. My daddy did that. And he would also use the, the little uh, black containers that ground beef comes in, wash them really good. They don't make them as sturdy as they used to. No. I'm sure you've said that before. Uh, but back back in the day, we're going to say that a lot today, I guess, um, they were a lot more sturdy. So he would never throw those out, and they would use them for you know little trays and things in his, in his workshop um, as well. Uh, we're thinking about when you said jams and jellies. 
and made me think about one of the best things that I've ever had out of a mason jar. And I was like an adult before I realized it it existed was freezer jam. So apparently my in-laws have been making it. It was kind of like a family tradition. Y'all have been in this family for almost two decades before anybody let me in on the ants. They had to make sure you were were legit. (laughs) The ants freezer jar um, uh, or freezer jam. They had peach and they had um, strawberry freezer jam. And it was just very nonchalant. One day, biscuits. And my mother-in-law was like, would y'all like some a freezer jam? I was like, jam in the freezer? She's like, you didn't know about that? I've been here for two decades. You are just now sharing this wonderful thing you've been hiding in your freezer this entire time. And it was just mind-boggling to me that it won't freeze because of the high sugar content, which is fine, but it has, but on a warm biscuit, it is just the contrast. Just yeah, I was like, well, I feel left out, but then also very grateful. All in the same, all in the same. And there's plenty of other good things that have come out of Mason Jar, but here recently, that's the one thing that I was, that I've been um, introduced to that really blew blew my socks off. I can understand that because I used to get funny looks from the late great JT Williamson when I would go to the fridge here in the break room and pull out syrup like for waffles or something. He's like, "Why are you keeping that in the fridge?" Well, some of them you're supposed to keep in the fridge, but it's that contrast, a hot waffle, melted butter and cold syrup. It just it works. It works. It definitely works. Thinking about your late mother makes me think about my late grandmother whenever she finally had to move uh, into it with my, with my mom and dad, and they went to sell my grandparents' place. They had a little, I guess, um, shed in the back, and my entire life they were gardeners. I call them maybe not farmers, but definitely gardeners. They did all of your summer um, you know, staples, and there was only two of them, but I swear it was the size of a football field, which is a little exaggeration, but it was always more than they needed. But that was what they did. And they, you would put up in case next year didn't produce. You would right. have, you know, the the stream beans, the purple hole peas, the corn, you know, all those things. And they took out cases and cases and cases of quart jars of stream beans specifically in my granny's handwriting on the top, the date that they, you know, sort of they did it. And they were all like in rotation. So all of the, you know, earlier ones would go to the back and then they would shift them forward. It took our family, God rest their soul, years to eat down the stream beans and the things. The freezer, sadly, we had to go through a little bit faster because of, of uh, freezer burn. But the things in the mason jars lasted, which which made the fact when the mason jar was invented so revolutionary was that you could finally keep vegetables specifically on a shelf for way longer because it was airtight compared to just a jar with a lid on it. It changed the game. Yeah, before pasteurization and the, the locking lid of the mason jar to keep your food sealed and away from any contamination or bacteria, really the only way you could have shelf-stable perishables like that was to pack it in fat or salt. You either had to just salt the heck out of it, like meats, like country ham or something, or you had to liquefy fat, put it into a jar, and pour the fat over it so that it would seal it and keep contaminants away from it. But then you're left with this just fatty mess when you try to use it. Yeah, 
I like it better in the way that we have it. I know our cottage law here in Mississippi opens up the opportunity for small batched uh, canning to be able to be sold. So if like if that's something that you know that you that brings you joy, or you have that family recipe, or just extra that you want to do. But also too, there's like this whole movement of reviving the art of canning because I feel like you know what was once old is now sort of new again. But I think even our generations are starting to recognize, hey, grocery prices ain't going anywhere. But up, and I saw I just saw something that said the most expensive vehicle in uh, 2023, and they were pushing a, a um, grocery cart. And I was like, <laughs> no lie detected uh, there. But they're starting, and I won't say all because that's painting with a broad brush, and I'm I'm actually not in that all. But there are many of my age and younger that are getting back into wanting to learn the canning process, getting back to gardening, sort of seeing the benefits in that. And it's not even so much you have to grow it. You, if Even if you just support your farmer's market or you make things like tomato sauce and all that, just having that knowledge of how to safely, that's important, can uh, can make for really unique conversations, but then also memorable, memorable meals. I mean, you can buy any jam or jelly at the grocery store and it tastes the same blindfolded, but the whole experience of pulling one off the jar. Like for us, we know we love the strawberry jam that comes from where we get our oil changed. We've just made a connection with the little man and the old lady <laughs> who owns the place. And, you know, she they're always... Only in the South. Only in the South when you get jams and jellies from where you get your oil changed. And your tires are dated, absolutely. But Mr. Pete's wife does the best jams and jellies. And so, you know, I think about her every time I get it off the shelf and, um, and you know, and do it. Versus if it was just a... Uh, you know, from the store or whatever it may be. You mentioned safely, and that was in reference to canning, which, yes, there is a safe way to do it and a not-so-safe way to do it. But when it comes to mason jars and safety, there's one thing that's been making the rounds on social media for the last couple years, and there seems to be no real agreement on whether or not it's safe. And it's the life hack of using mason jars on blenders, Specifically, the the kind of ninja style blender uh-huh. where you you screw it in and push it down. Seems like half of the internet is flabbergasted they hadn't thought of this before, and the other half is worried to death that the second you push that down, something's going to break and it's just going to go everywhere, including broken glass and blender blades. So that's that's the camp I'd totally fall in. I'd totally watch a video of you doing it, but I don't know if I would trust myself or. I mean, it comes with the thing for it. Why do you need to use something different? Although I get it's a very portable container that would make for great use for smoothies I mean, yeah, and such. you could meal prep your little smoothie if you wanted to and just take the top off, put it on, blend it up. And blend it up. If you've got a fun use for a mason jar, let us know. 601-879-4395. But we got more good for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget, you can find us streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. And we hope you know you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. Don't forget that Supertalk Mississippi News, this week in Mississippi Newsletter, is the place to be. Our Supertalk Mississippi News team is covering your Mississippi stories. So stay up to date and sign up for our free weekly newsletter over at supertalk.fm slash newsletter. And I need to get in touch with the director, JT, and tell him that Florida is already on getting people's grievances to print for festivals. So there is. <laughs> I think this is a it's great a festivus idea. for the rest of us. So yes, so that is not until December the twenty third. But as you can imagine, if you are a newspaper or I guess a media outlet, you need to have time to sift through your grievances to be able to then put them in a form in which that you can print on actual Festivus, which is December the 23rd. So the Tampa Bay Times announced it's their eighth annual Tampa Bay Times airing of grievances. And it's open to anyone around the world, so that includes us here in Mississippi, who wishes to voice their complaints on any subject. Again, they do get them in and then filter them out and they kind of keep it down to pretty much like the good things, something that we would want to do here, which we probably will coming up closer or probably on the 23rd. But some of the examples from previous years, when my 12 year old son calls me bro, last time I checked, I was still mom complained out of uh, mom in Pittsburgh, (laughs) St. Pittsburgh. And that's true. Like you go from mommy to mama to mom. And then one day, bro, and you're just like, or bro. And you're like, huh? That's This is not flying. This I'm your mother. It's not happening. I can honestly say I never called my mom, bruh. You're also more than 12-year-old in 2020, 2023. Uh, why do you include the stumps in my baggage, my bagged romaine lettuce? I know I need roughage, but I'm not eating romaine stumps, someone said. So it's just a lot of fun. If you are into it, they have a Google form that's set up for anyone with grievances to air. And then you'll have to wait to see if you make the list come December the 23rd. But we'll have to swing by the news department after good things and let JT and them know that they need a Super Talk News grievances page. I can only imagine what they would have to sift through. But remember, we're good things. So we're going to stick to that here. And sometimes it is good to have some fun grievances. I think we all have some things that just, you know, don't tickle our pickle. And it's it's definitely okay or a thorn in our flesh. I think you could you could call it that way. But a I feel burr like under the saddle. Burr under the saddle, right. But I think we can all agree that for the most part we all like mason jars. That's something that we use or at least you have in your home or I, I guarantee I can't you know what? If you're listening to good things and you can honestly say there's not a mason jar in your home, I need to know who you are. Six oh one eight seven nine four three nine five. You may not have anything in it, but I feel like it is by right of passage to live in the South to at least and you may not even have the lid to it. There's a good chance that somehow you the you got the ring, but maybe you don't have the the little lip part that goes in or, you you know, you have a stack of the little lip parts, but you don't have all the rings. I mean, it's kind of like Tupperware here in the South that starts to, you, you know, mix and match when it's time because nobody really pulls them out of the of the dishwasher and then 
puts them back together and puts them on a shelf. They kind of oh, no. yeah. And you probably have a collection of at least different shapes and sizes. You got um, that beaded chain that you're supposed to hang from the fan what? to make it longer, but you wrap it around the lids. Oh, and- to to sort of get it around. One thing that I've taken with me my whole life, and I guess it works for more than just mason jars, but again, going back to my granny, and I mean, she was a frail little thing, but I mean, she was country strong, but not that kind of country strong. She was just, you know, um, uh, she ate her cornbread, but she just didn't look like it. <laughs> but she would flap that thing over and tell you, Tough as a length of rope. <laughs> to tell you, honey, you just got to give it two good licks on the back. If you couldn't get it open and more often than not, or you take a butter knife to it, and somehow you can magically get uh, a wonky uh, mason jar open. And that, you know, they had to figure out if the, I mean, the worst thing to be would to have food in there you couldn't necessarily get into. But with, with enough grit and determination, you can get into just about any any mason jar. Uh, Chris in Summit says, drinking sweet iced tea. I think we, they even make them with the little handle. Oh, yeah, with a handle and without it. as many... Uh, well, I think you would have the smooth top now where you don't even have the, the screws for the lid on it. Because that can get in the way, way a little bit, trying like to drink Like with the them. trying to drink out of them in that way. Quart mason jar is the ultimate container for, shall we say, home beverages, JB says. Many do That's that. That's what I was thinking. If, you, if you're thinking to yourself, I don't have a mason jar, I don't do any canning, I don't have anything put up, go look in the cabinet where you keep the glasses. It may be towards the back, but you probably got one stuck back there somewhere. I just agree. I, I totally agree. I just think if you think that you don't have mason jars in your home, you're lying to yourself. You just don't know that they're there. Go ask your wife. Or <laughs> she knows that there's at least one somewhere because there, cause when you do buy the jams and jellies at the tie rotation place and you get done with it, there is something inside of you that says, can't throw this away. You don't know what you're going to necessarily use it for, but there is something very clear that that should not go in the garbage can. It goes on the shelf in the pantry or in the back of a cabinet and it just sits there waiting for that opportune moment to be the perfect container for whatever it is that pops into mind at that time for you to you to use it for, whether it's for nuts and bolts or carrying something, or as Jeff said, catching lightning bulb, lightning bulbs, lightning bugs. That can be a lot of fun. Organizing things, all the things for, for mason jars. Someone said, canning my sweet homemade pickles, Tracy in Summit. And if you want to throw away those mason jars, number one, don't, because that's just rude. Because I promise you, there is a church lady or someone like Tracy, who's probably two doors down or less, who would beg to take them off of your off of your hands because they want give them a good home. Give them a good home, and they'll reuse them. And the cool part is, when they do, they'll bring you something. They'll bring you one back with something in it as a thank you for giving them jars that they didn't have to didn't have to purchase. Aaron from Madison said, or in the freezer with the clear liquid. Well. Yes, that is. You got to throw some peaches or some peppermint or something over in there too with it if you're going to have it in the freezer. Yes, you do. Does a ball jar count? Ball jar. I don't know what that is, Jeff. Uh, that's a different brand, but it's the same basic thing. Ah, 
Yeah. My wife got me to make a light bulb globe with a mason jar over the sink. Looks pretty cool. I saw where some of the hacks where you can make lamps out of them. You can use them as decorations. Folks do whole weddings with mason jar being part as little vases with all the things and make them all pretty um, in the in the center. The centerpiece. The centerpieces. Who'd have thunk it, right? When old boy put in the patent for his mason jar. That at least us Southerners would figure out every possible opportunity for for his uh, little invention. Just not Southern to throw them away. It's not like you feel like you all. Like, the only way you will if it shatters, like it, or like it messes even and even if the treads mess up, there's a good chance you put it in another. Like you put it up in the cabinet to drink out of, or you put it in another cabinet to do something else out of. I cannot think. Because even if you use it for, many said, like baking grease or like pouring off things, it's glass. It cleans up. Just about everything comes out of it. I feel wasteful when I throw away pretty much any glass container. Like, I know in my heart of hearts, I'm never going to find a use for the little glass bottle that the maple syrup came in. But it's got the little handle and it's cool. What I could do something with this. Why am I throwing this away? But it... You, you can't be – or better yet, when I get a deal, like I find the, the, the swanky French yogurt in the glass container on sale, because I'm not spending $3 mm-hmm. for a little tiny thing of yogurt, but if I find it on sale, I might get it. It feels wrong to throw that away. It's like, this is a little glass. I could do something with this. You can, and, and Southerners will figure that out, particularly if you have a shop or even if you have, like, a um, crafting place. You put your little beads and all that kind of thing in. Ray in Long Beach, though, as we come come into the coughing season, he said, take, fill two-thirds to three-fourths of a jar with roughly broken large peppermint rods. I would say even just regular peppermints. Top with your favorite bourbon um, or whiskey. Tighten the lid, shake well several times each day, leave it on the counter out of reach of children, and makes for the absolute best adult cough syrup. So It'll knock out the cough or knock you out and you won't care. And you won't care either way, but you couldn't do that without a mason jar. It just wouldn't hit right coming out of Tupperware. <laughs> just wouldn't hit right. It just wouldn't be There the is a distinct difference in sipping whiskey from a mason jar versus sipping whiskey from Tupperware. <laughs> One, you got some things going for you. The other one, pull yourself together, man. <laughs> if you pull out the glad for your for your whiskey, yeah, you're 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 on hard times. You, you know, you could at least do a solo cup, and then we wouldn't make fun of you there. But stick with us; we got more for you up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm a morning time and we're going strong. Heading up down the river. Oh Lord, I feel the reveling. I feel a change on the rise. 
you can watch good things we are on your computer your mobile device just head on over to super talk tv don't forget you can get just about every super talk mississippi show in your favorite podcast app that's the gallo show middays with jar gibbert us here on good things and of course the boys coming up next with sports talk mississippi and they got plenty extras for you in the sports world thunder and lightning the rebel report eagle hour and many more super talk mississippi podcasts are available so if you are into podcasts just look for super talk on any of those platforms and hit subscribe often here on good things we like to celebrate old birthdays why not these folks that live over 100 i think it's pretty cool but this is the world's oldest living land animal that they at least know of because you can't be definite about that 191 years young rhino what do you think it is an elephant really they live that long they live a long time no this is a turtle turtle Turtle, turtle, turtle. And I guess, so it's a land turtle, because there's obviously different types of turtle. It's a tortoise. Is there a difference in a turtle and a tortoise? We should get the turtle people in here. I believe a tortoise can spend some of its time in water, while a turtle does not care for water. Okay, well, this this is a tortoise. His name... my non-expert understanding. (laughs) I'm just rolling with it, because I sure don't know. (laughs) Uh, Tortoise named Jonathan, and he has celebrated 191 years on the island of St. Helena, and there's speculation that he actually could be older than that. His exact age is not known, but he was at least 50 when he was brought to the island from Sicily's in 1882, making him at least 191. So, yeah, happy birthday, buddy. Um, He's a giant tortoise, and their average lifespan of about 150 years. So he is even considered old within the tortoise uh, community. They, in spite of losing his sense of smell, how do they know that? Did he tell him that? Sense of smell and virtually blind from cataracts, his appetite remains keen. So he is a hungry little vessel. 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 That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> It just didn't come out right. He gets hand-fed once a week with fruits and vegetables. And so I think that's kind of cool. The cool part is the photo that they have with it. And I'll can um, i post it in the Good Things Facebook group so you can see of some that have kept him over the years. And my, 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 if that turtle could talk the way things looked in 1882 versus 2023. At what point, though, do you just say, I give up? Like, I mean, are you just trying to outlive I don't know, trying to making it to 200 or or what? That's that's a long time to to be alive. Are we sure he's not a tortoise vampire? Wouldn't that be a plot twist to the, I was going to say the Hunger Games, but what is it? <laughs> It'd be a heck of a kid's book. <laughs> a turtle lives in or near water. A tortoise is more terrestrial. So, so I had it reversed. That's okay. I was rolling with it. I, I knew there was a distinction involving water. And I guess that's a tur- about all the science I learned from Ninja Turtles. But even the sea turtles, they can live to be pretty long, pretty old. I didn't know whales could live. That's not true. I did know that because the whale I talked about not being a Christmas pet was like a 130-year commitment. I guess turtles are too, So or tortoises. So if you're looking at getting your kiddo... A tortoise, you just they need to be in it for for a long haul because man, it's gonna be an heirloom pet. That's creepy. That would be weird to have something. I mean, do you Here's have, Grandpa's pet. Take care of him. I mean, even good furniture starts to wear down after 191 years. 
Unless it's like the best of the best of the best. You ain't sitting. You drink on it. It's going to ring it and ruin it. Or you're not touching it. I mean, if you have if you have furniture that still looks good after 191 years, ain't nobody seen it. It's been it's been in the closet. It has not been used. Your family has not put it through the ringer. Nobody gathered around it and had Thanksgiving meals. It's just been in a corner somewhere, looked at but not touched. Under a cloth. Did you have family members that way about certain furniture pieces? Oh, we had an entire room at my parents' house, the dining room. That was not allowed to be touched. That you did on. not go in there and play. You did not take the animals in there. The dining room table and the sitting area were kept pristine. Mm-hmm. But then the living room and everywhere else looked like a bomb went Oh, off. yeah. But it was like that, that one. Like, this is the room we have just in case the queen decides to stop by or something. It always gets me, uh, the old ladies or the ones that really enjoy needlepoint um, cushions on on your dining room chairs. But then they put the table, like the towels over it to protect it. I'm like, what's the point? You weren't going to let anybody sit on it anyway. <laughs> I mean, it's art. It is art. And there's usually like one or two chairs in the corner that have the needlepoint. And you know, not like you think they're for extra people. They're not. They're just for you to look at. But the ones who have them all around and then they protect them, I'm like, I'd still rather sit on a towel than sit on one of those plastic covers that, that people used to put on the couches. Uh-oh. On a hot summer day, there is nothing worse than sitting on one of those couches. Mm-mm. And then it. Whenever you go to get up. Well, you don't get up. you got plenty more coming up next with the boys with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. But Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.